0: episode 35 of the battlefield show how are you team hope you're safe hope you're well as always um different start i've just i've actually realized as we have we began uh recording that this is uh this is actually the patreon episode uh introduction um this is not normally the the usual intro that we have for the podcast but hey we started recording there's no point in stopping the flow you know there's, there's no point um Used to be a thing when I was young, uh, from my grandfather. If you would leave the house with your jumper on backwards, it was considered bad luck to go back in the house and, uh, and change. So you had to go somewhere first and then go back in. Now, I don't know if there was a time, a period in history, where people left the house frequently <laughs> with their clothes on back to front. I don't know. Or if this was just another old wife's tale, folklore, nonsense thing that your uh, your grandparents would tell you, you know. Obviously, Don't Run With Scissors is a classic, but then we've we've covered that in past podcasts. Uh, We will even be covering that topic in future stand-up sets, you know. Who can forget the uh, the famous uh, massacre of 1912, when 10,000 children needlessly lost their lives in a scissor factory. Because the correct health and safety uh, was not yet in place on how to properly carry and move from point A to point B with a pair of scissors in your hand. But the point that I'm trying to make is we've started the podcast, we've started the show. Yes, we've opened up the wrong audio file, but you're still hearing my voice and you're just getting to, you know, you're getting that that intro that normally is for Patreons only. Could we copy the audio file over, drop it into the proper file with the uh, the the intro track? Yes we could, but what's the point in doing that? You know, I just I'd be lying to you. I'm keeping it real, keeping it raw. And 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 who knows, this could be a could be a golden episode. I hope it is. Uh, me and Mrs. Gibson HQ were not feeling too good, but under the weather, I had a heavy weekend on the booze. Um for the first time in quite some time, I I left to uh, replenish the cider stock because I had battered through almost a case uh, come Saturday lunchtime. Not like me. Not like me. I was enjoying the football um, and I sank one too many cans and then as I was walking around uh, Asda, other supermarkets are available, I thought, my God, I'm pushed and I uh, came home and polished off a few more Now, i don't know if it's that i don't know if it's a, it's a bug i hope it's covid take me now but i don't think we have the luck so there's a there's a big pot of soup on the go and the home. maybe my body's just telling me big man you need some vegetables you need to get some vegetables in, inside your body right nutrients now, I mean, again, I am no um, nutrition or nutritionist. I, w- I would wonder how how much nutritional value a carrot holds that has been sitting in my fridge for over a week. I, I wonder how nutritional this soup is going to be, you know? Uh, but there's a bo- there's a big pot of soup on the go. Um, again, I'm just giving you an insight in behind the curtain. What's happening here? You know, as I I record this podcast, there's a pot of soup on the go. And then when I'm done talking to you, lovely people, I will enjoy said soup. Uh, Yes, so I hope you're safe. I hope you're well. Another week in fucking lockdown. Um, We edge ever closer to a release date. Hopefully, uh, the bold sturgeon will have a wee update for us uh, this week. Um, I had to go out uh, this morning to run a small errand and uh, I was up actually near George Street in, in Edinburgh which is a kind of fancy bit you know Jamie Oliver had a restaurant up there uh, in the assembly rooms before he went bust eh? Uh, before the people took down Jamie no letting the Waynes have shite food in school try to cut back no sugar well Jamie guess what your restaurants went bust mate £14 for a shite bit of pasta served on a chopping board I think not Jamie but up on George Street, um high end jewelers, fancy shops. Um they all seem to be really open, They all seem to be open. Um I I was driving past um North Face, open. One of the fancy jewelers, open. Where else was it? There's a kinda a home, a kind of homeware shop. I don't know what it is, but it's it's one of these places where you maybe go in and uh, they charge you £42 for a, a candle holder, or for like, a tea light holder, and you're going, what the fuck is this, um, good place for Christmas decorations, again expensive for a decoration, but you'll, you'll go £3 at Christmas, you know, and uh, something unique, that the rest of the riffraff won't have, but again open, big massive sign, handwritten chalkboard, I thought, a bit of time and effort's going into that, and it said, welcome back, you know, no. Was George Street busy? No, there wasn't a lot of people there. A a few pensioners mulling about. But again, I think any day of the week, any time of day, pandemic or no pandemic, you will find pensioners mulling about the streets. So I don't think that's a fair reflection on whether or not we have gone back out uh, shopping again. But interesting to see that the, the shops appear to be appear to be open again is that another step towards normality hopefully so man hopefully so i think ikea is open i have not returned to ikea one of my favorite places again just for a wander just for a wander run to see what's happening you know to, to fantasize about the hush you could have had. that is what ikea is that is what ikea is most of us will all follow an account on instagram of someone who posts up beautiful pictures of hoosh and you go, That's the house I wanted Franco. How could we not have had that life? <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you're safe. I hope you're well. Um big shout out to everyone who has uh subscribed to the Patreon. We got a few more uh, last week um subscribing, which is absolutely lovely. And um if you would like to support the show and support me. And by this point, if you're listening to this, you should be a, a patron, really. Because the content that comes out on there is fucking fantastical. Even to the point where I've questioned. You know, sometimes I think this is a bit kind of serious at times. And then I have a bit more. I can it depends on the mood. You know, it depends on the mindset. Um, But I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the patron. The Patreon. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying doing the episode. So every Wednesday, this comes out to you. Free. Uh, for you freeloading bastards and then every friday um a patron only episode drops um so if you would like to get access to all eight episodes a month jesus christ plus the comedy albums that are on there um then sign up to the patreon go to the website uh, follow the links or go to patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash big scott gibson um, you may have seen the trailer that i put out for the I suppose the kids call it a special now. Uh, in my day it was just a stand up show. Um I found thankfully a, a recording on a hard drive in a drawer. That's how well organized I am um when it comes to my career. I found a hard drive in a drawer which contained the recordings um of the show I did way back in two thousand sixteen in Glasgow. Um I actually thought I'd lost it. Um but no, it has been found. Um Few problems with it again, everything was done on a budget, you know, there was nobody backing it, there was no money back then. Um, so I'll be honest, um, I remember looking at it going, This is a reason I didn't put it out. And I'm sure I mentioned it, but came out, did the warm up first 40 minutes or whatever. And then when I came out in the second uh section, the guy who was doing the sound lights forgot to turn the lights up, so the first five minutes. Uh, of the recording is a little bit dark and then the lights correct themselves So, and, and at the time I was like no it's going to be perfect and this is it's terrible it's terrible it's no terrible but obviously we're in a global pandemic and fucking corrective lights for the first five minutes is out the windy um, so that special is coming out this week um, if you are on Patreon if you are a patron on Patreon you will be able to sit and enjoy uh, that recording of the very first ever show, Life After Death, which won the awards and uh, fucking ruffled a few feathers amongst the industry, let me tell you that much. So um, join the Patreon. It's the only way to see that show. I know some of you with an eagle eye may have put, Hey, big man, you said it was going up on YouTube. I did say that, um, but you can go take a fuck to yourselves. <laughs> What is the point in building the patron? These beautiful, wonderful people, if they don't get the content first. So that's where it's going. So that show, recorded live in Glasgow, um, life after death. Uh it's a great show. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna just say it. it's a it's a brilliant show. I know it's my own stuff, and that's a bit kinda cheesy to say that, but it is. Uh trust me, I'm my hardest critic and I am hard on myself um when it comes to certain other shows or bits of material but that show Life After Death my debut show is fucking spectacular and I tell you right now see if I had a, like, a double barrel name or one of the posh boys from fucking London that show would have been national but it's your old da and we sound like this and we swear a lot and it's a bit shouty but it's wonderful so if you'd like to see the full show then join a the Patreon it's the only way to do it uh, patreon.com forward slash Gibson. but go to the website All the links and all the stuff you need are on there. Right, let's get into this. um, Another episode um, of the Battlefield show. Um, I am looking over some news items to see what has happened since we uh, have last spoke. And the, the headlines that are on. The Sky News website, the new are absolutely. I mean, brutal. I mean, if we didn't know, see if you if you'd been in a coma, and you just woke up, and you saw some of the headlines, you'd think, what What the fuck is going on in the world, man? I mean, the world literally is on fire. We are, we are consuming each other. Some sometimes I sway between thinking that everything's going to be all right, and then thinking this is just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse until there literally is an apocalypse. We are on fire, physically and literally speaking. You've got to laugh, man, when, you, when people actually thought, we're going to come out with better people and everyone's going to be dead kind. And I think for a split second people forgot that the human race is fucked man like we are just <laughs> fucked interestingly though uh, no new uh, recorded cases of the virus in Scotland for I believe five days Um, not had to take confirmed so possibly even six Um, so that's got I mean that's got to be a positive thing for getting everything back man you know just get us back just get us back in the pub Get us back in the pub. Think all the old boys, you know, widowed old men. Seventies and eighties. They live in the pub. It's the life, you know? They just want to go and see the other old pals again and hang out and get steaming. <laughs> two halves, two half pints. Put fifty P on the horses and get back up the road. Uh, Leicester seems to be taking a bit of a hit For some reason I don't know what's going on in Leicester Um, One of the headlines reads Leicester to be told to stay in lockdown After spike in COVID-19 cases Now I don't know what the hell is going on In Leicester Uh, But it's saying here that Pubs, restaurants, hairdressers May be forced to shut for two further weeks If cases remain the same Or increase I mean God almighty What on earth is happening in Leicester Are people kicking about? Without mask, uh, interesting that when, when I've driven past uh, bus stops, I, I obviously because I'm not a public transport man. I will walk or I will drive. Those are the two, and uh, I am noticing that everybody, to be fair to them, everybody who I've seen in a, a bus stop is wearing a mask. To be fair to them. Now, what that mask does, I, I've no idea. Um, because you're still touching things, you're still in places with masks. But to be fair to them, everybody's got their mask on. Uh interesting one as well about the uh the the, vis- the Queen's Estate. Fucking hell, I can't even talk. It's saying uh, headline reads Visitors have been using the Queen's Balmoral Estate as an outdoor toilet. Who cares? Who cares? Uh Rangers at the Balmoral Estate. Now that's park rangers. That's not the Rangers. Please don't get those two confused. I know with the Queen, there's obviously that connection formed. The Rangers Football Club, PLC, LTD. The business died, not the club. They they do not form part of the Balmoral estate out with playing football. I know and in, in some kind of parallel universe, maybe that does exist where the Rangers actually live on Balmoral, but it's not the Rangers, it's simply Park rangers. Uh, apparently they found human waste um, near trails on the Balmoral Estate. People have been using it as an outdoor toilet. Uh, 50,000 acres. The estate's in Aberdeenshire. Um, and the Balmoral Estate, which is an official uh, Twitter account, at Balmoral underscore castle, um, have said, while well, toilets are closed, if you need to pee, please do so at least 30 metres from lochs or streams. If you need to defecate, amazing. I love the, thing. <laughs> the the Queen's official estate Twitter account. If you need to defecate, do so as far away as possible from buildings, paths, water courses, and farm animals. Bury feces in a shallow hole and replace the turf. <laughs> this is the world we're living in now. This is the world we're living in and it I never thought. That the official Twitter account of Balmoral Castle would be the one who perfectly sums it up. A few years ago, right? Or in, in the world that hopefully we move into. Right? Let, let me just read you that, that tweet again. Now, this tweet is an official tweet from Balmoral Castle, from the estate of Balmoral, the Queen's fucking residence at Balmoral right regardless of what you think of the royals what you think of the queen let me just put my cards on the table here I like the queen but that's it the rest of those freeloading bastards can get in the fucking sea and I tell you my, my take on it I like Lizzie I grew up with her she's been through some hefty shit over the years she fuck. she's got wins at her mental she had to kill her daughter-in-law she's been through a lot the woman Right? But when she goes, the whole fucking lot go. In my opinion. Thankful for the royal family. My opinion matters fuck all and they will continue on long after Lizzie's deed. But, this is the Queen's fucking residence. And let me just read you that tweet again. Whilst toilets are closed, if you need to pee, please do so at least 30 metres from lochs or streams. If you need to defecate, do so far away as possible from buildings, paths, watercourses, and farm animals. Bury faeces in a shallow hole and replace the turf. That's the tweet from Balmoral Castle on discovering that people have been peeing and pooing on the grounds. Now here is the tweet that should have went out. Considering this is from the fucking Queen... And her estate. Do not shite or piss on Elizabeth's land. We will find you. We will kill you. And we will bury you on the estate. On behalf of Her Majesty the Queen. End tweet. That's the tweet that should have been it. See, if you've got to take a shite going to do it away for, fi- why have you got to do it away for farm animals? <laughs> why have you got to do it away for the farm animals? Does that spook the royal sheep? <laughs> Is somebody going to go into the stables going, what, what what seems to be the problem with the Queen's horse? You're not going to believe us. Somebody for Castle Milk came onto the grounds, sir uh, Commander, and... The dirty bastard took a shite at the end of the paddock, and the fucking old buttercup here had to watch him. And she's she's got she spooked, gaffer. She's got the spook. You can't put the queen on the back of your fucking ill boat, man. I saw two big hairy ass bastards take a shite at the end of his paddock. <laughs> I mean, the the brutality that is happening daily across the planet. ...towards... ...certain groups... ...certain races... ...even fucking everybody... ...in bloody daily life... ...the fucking brutality... ...we need to endure... ...and the park rangers... ...at Balmoral Castle... ...have got to put a tweet saying... ...listen if you've got to take a shite... ...for the love of God... ...got to no date in a footpath... (laughs) ...at least bury your shite... ...for fuck's sake... ...and replace the turf... ...I can't imagine a group of people... Who would be more happy than if you were to get the Rangers from the Balmoral Estate into the fucking tea and coffee room, and go, lads, you're doing a great job, right? Frank, Peter, Simon. You've been out there all weekend, grafting, replacing divots, burying shite, sorting out the tough, and I thank you. But listen, we've got a telegram for the gaffer. And she says, by loyal decree... That if you see anybody peeing or pooing on the estate You've to fucking shoot the (laughs) if they shoot the bastard Licence to kill and you'll have the full defence of the state behind you. Alright? You see anybody so much as bear their arsehole to the fifty thousand acres controlled by us, the Queen's Rangers, then you fucking, two in the chest, one in the heat, <laughs> oh, the, the Rangers went on to say, disappointed to see so many wipes, discarded on the estate, I mean the thing is that, <sighs> these dirty fuckers have, they know they've gone out for, I mean, how many hillwalkers are taking baby wipes with them, right, right, And this is, this is the, this is the, your seasoned walker. You know, this is local riffraff. He went, Mum will go for a wander in Balmoral. I'll bring the wet wipes in case anybody needs a shite. (laughs) Oh, imagine being a park ranger, imagine signing up to be a park ranger. I imagine you go through some kind of training. You know, controlling livestock. Uh Fucking forestry ball i don't know what a fucking ranger does how, how he you know do a 180 handbrake turn on a land rover that kind of thing right and then you spend <laughs> you spend your week picking up shitey fucking baby wipes because the local scumbags have gone for a wander had a footlong subway and then been caught shot I've never taken a shout outside in my life, never. I don't even know if I could. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I could, if I could dare a shout outside. No, if I'm in a situation where I'm I'm deep in the heart of Barwarl, you know, fifty thousand acres, and I'm like, there's no way I'm making it to the perimeter. Maybe if I was forced, but through cho- through choice, but then would any of us take a shout in the wilderness through choice? I do not know. I've, I've, i tell you one thing that has happened to me during this whole Pandy lockdown. I have completely given up on the human race. Completely given up. There's no, there's no hope left. This trying to fix things, try to make life better for everyone. I shoot the windy man. As far as I'm concerned, y- you'll go now, make as much money as you can in as short a period as you can, build a fucking fort a fortress get a bit of land get the fuck out of dodge and then sit on your porch when a legal ak-47 that you bought in the dark web and wait for scumbags to come and take a shite in your fucking property <laughs> <laughs> this is private land boy Oh, we didn't know, big man. I "Get your wet wipes off my land!" <laughs> Just fire a few into the air. Oh, you take one more step, I'll fill you full of lead. Oh, people shitting in the Queen's Estate. The 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 uh, I'm reading this article here. The the Rangers went on to say conditions inside the estate are becoming unsanitary. God. The life of a royal ranger. And Barmoral, eh? He was me thinking it was fucking wrestling stags and picking bramble berries. You know? Recoving fucking castle walls. But no, no. It's burying Glaswegian shite in a shallow hole. <laughs> fucking hell, man. Ah Lizzie, I hope she's alright man, I hope, I hope she's got enough on her plate the new, you know what I mean, she had her, her birthday behind closed doors for God's sake, if you've had a birthday in lockdown that's unfortunate, um, I'm sure you can celebrate once it has been lifted, but the last thing the Queen needs for God's sake is people defecating on, on Palmoral. my God, there's no hope. One thing that I saw um, online, was it the other day? Like, was it wasn't long ago anyway. Um, the uh, Arsenal player, Kieran Tierney, Celtic, wonderful player. Well, see, see, when you think about some of the amazing young Scottish talent there is, you've got to be a little bit hopeful that there's going to be a chance we might get to a, a final within my lifetime, like within the next twenty years, we we might get to it. No, I know a lot of these players will probably finish their career long before then. But you know, you you've got to hope. I mean, some of the Tierney, Robertson, you know, McGinn, the young boy at Chelsea. What's his name? Can't remember now. There's. Oh, you've got I mean you've got to be hopeful. That's all we can be is hopeful, you know. But no in Scotland will fuck up. Scotland's problem is we play as well as our opposition. So if we were to play the world champions, we would you know, we'd get beat two one and we'd play amazing. And if we play San Siro, we'd draw with them now and play shite. But the, Kieran Tierney uh, appeared uh, in the news. And when I first saw it, I thought it had to be the Scottish guy, didn't it? Because it just fills into that stereotype of we're tight bastards. And and again, depending on the the media outlet or the newspaper that you actually get the story from, um, it's portrayed in a different way. Now, if you read the fucking piece of shit rag that is the Daily Record, then it's trying to make fun of it. Um, but the, the article that I was reading was from the Evening Standard, where it, you, it, it uses the word humble to, uh, to describe Kieran Tierney. Basically, turned up for the game against Sheffield United, um, which was an FA Cup game, through to the, uh, the semis, I think, um, where they're going to be playing Man City, which will be an interesting one, because Pep uh, will be faced with... His old number two, Arteta. Um, Long story short, anyway, so Kieran Tierney turned up um, for the game, got off the bus, and he had uh, his his essentials, as it was described in the paper, in a Tesco bag for life. Now, a lot of the footballers turn up, and you've seen them rocking the wee travel bags, uh, a wash bag, and it'll be like Christian Dior or fucking, I don't know, I was going to say YSL. Oh, my God. Remember YSL? Is that is that YSL? You've said they're wrong. Where are these fucking fancy designer ball bags at the office? Anyway, they kick about with their Beats headphones in, right? And their, uh, their fancy wash bags. Not a ball tierning. Oh, no. Not He's got his toothbrush, bottle head and shoulders, <laughs> and a bar of soap. And a fucking Tesco bag for life. That's what he's got. And of course, when I first saw it, I was like... It had to be the Scottish guy, didn't it? Because then it's like, fucking tight bastards of Scots. Fucking tight bastards of Scots. But, as the Evening Standard have said... Humble is the correct word. Hey, does he doesn't need all the fancy shit. You know? doesn't need it all. Everything he needs, he can fit it inside his fucking Tesco bag for life. Now... Was there a picture of him leaving the ground with his bag for life? I don't know. Did he bend the bag for life? Hopefully not. I imagine he would uh, he would recycle it. You know? But the uh, the Arsenal loyal seem to have been going mad on the old social media saying another reason to love the boy. You know, fuck your designer bags. I'm the man of the people. Tesco bag for life is what I need. Now, if someday at Tesco. Disney get a hold of Kieran Tierney for an advert. You, you've missed the boat here, right? Forget Hugh family Whinston and his fucking designer chickens. That's the man you need, Kieran Tierney, right? The new the new face of Tesco. Also got man of the match as well. I'm reading here. He's a fucking great player, Tierney man. He's an absolutely fucking brilliant player. I am so I mean obviously uh, you know, I've got quite a few friends that are Celtic fans and I don't think they wanted him to leave and I think they loved him because he was such a you know, I don't think it's any secret that he's a Celtic fan, so he felt a huge part of the club. But it's a it's a bit getting down to the premiership man, getting down to England, it's the best thing for him, without a shadow of a doubt. It's the only reason I want Aston Villa to remain uh, in the premiership is so McGinn can still play top flight week in, week out. And I know the move, some of you have gone like What's happening, big man? This isn't a Fitbit show. I know that. But the move had been difficult. You know, injured when he went down. It must have been hard, man. must have been hard moving for Glasgow to London. Young boy. Injured. Can he play? People question you. And, uh, eh, so hopefully he's through the, the fitness problems in his back. Man of the match for the FA Cup. Fucking brilliant i i am glad the football's back man i've missed it it's been great see having it on every day it's good you drop in watch a couple of games if you want i still laugh at when footballers talk with their uh with their mouths cupped you know when you see them (laughs) when you see them like pure secrets go meet me uh, meet me the rendezvous right half past seven uh the chicken's been plucked the badger is in the set okay rendezvous Uh, what is it there why is it every time they speak now they're covering their mouth. And and everybody does it. The managers do it. The referees do it. The players do it. The guys in the sub-bench do it. I mean, gone are the days when Shaggy McGregor and Barry Ferguson were getting the finger to people on the fucking bench. Those days are gone. You know? But how, how secretive... And also... Did, did they really think anybody goes a fuck? Yeah, one of the most exciting things about football was when you used to see a player's reaction, and you could see the mouth and oh for fuck's sake! you be like yes, come on. No, they, they they cover the. There's going to be a point where they just put their heads like inside their shots to talk to each other. <laughs> That's going to be the next stage. That's going to be the next stage of secret conversation between footballers. Right, they're going to pull their arms inside their sleeves and they're going to pull the the neck of their shirt up to their faces and then kind of dock (laughs) they're going to dock with each other inside their their jerseys so that nobody can see anything you know because what's going to happen is they're going to have people go reviewing they're going i mean he's raised his eyebrows here so that must be quite intense that's that's the next step footballers creating some kind of vacuum sealed tunnel with their jerseys so they can talk to each other in case somebody said the Sky Sports news going, he doesn't look happy there. I wonder what he's saying. We've brought in a special knuckle reading that uh, so can tell us exactly what's happening. You can see the movement in his knuckles and the way his eyebrows raised. Uh, he's telling him to actually go fuck yourself. Oh, my God. Breaking news here on Sky Sports. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely going to be the next thing with footballers, man. Making some kind of secretive docking tent, so they can go and have their wee secret conversations with each other in the tunnel. That's definitely the next thing. As I'm uh, as I'm recording this, there's been also, there's been all sorts pinging up, um, mobile phones notifications on, on the screen. It's all happening here, man. And it seems as if um, Leicester, it seems as if the city of Leicester uh, is in absolute turmoil over this fucking COVID-19. Uh, lovely place, Leicester. Good people, uh, good comedy festival. One of the only comedy festivals that's uh, got a bit of money attached to it. Um, always lovely gig I digress. Basically, what's happened is, it seems as if, uh, Leicester um is going to be has become or will become the UK's first localized lockdown. <laughs> so if you had Leicester in your COVID-19 bingo cards, come down you've won a tease made. Is that is this the new is this a new thing that we're going to have to deal with localized lockdowns? Because it just doesn't make It doesn't make any sense to me. Now, I don't know what's happened in Leicester. Um, I don't know if um, there has been a a spike in cases uh, in Leicester. Um, I don't know if someone's going to boot with a a bowl of bat soup. But uh, confirmed, Leicester is going to be the first um, city in the United Kingdom for localised lockdown. Um, So when we've been setting up here, you know, going, God, I wish I was in England, because it's great doing there, and the pubs are opening, and I can get my hair cut, and fucking bloody blah Well, this looks as if it's going to be the next thing, is it? Localised lockdowns. Um, it says here, the UK government confirmed Leicester um, will hold a, a local lockdown for the first time. Partly a map has um, been produced, showing the uh, localised lockdown areas. It's pretty much Leicester City Centre uh, and a few a few close suburban areas of the, um, of just off the City Centre. Um, saying here, so I'm just reading a small news article, businesses within the boundaries, such as non-essential shops, must remain closed for a further two weeks. Uh, this means the city's bars, restaurants and hairdressers will not open on 4th July, unlike the rest of England the relaxation of shielding plan for 6th july will also not go ahead shops that were allowed to reopen on 15th of june 15th of june have to close as of today schools will also close from the second july but will stay open for children of key workers and vulnerable children people are being asked to make non-essential journeys so it's kind of going back on itself but that's not going to be the case i mean if you if you live in leicester city center right and the, I mean, take look at it this way, say Glasgow, for example, right, or Edinburgh, was to have a localised lockdown, so the government says, listen, there's been a hell of a spike and in, in Glasgow City Centre, just off Buchanan Street, a hell of a spike, we're shutting down the city, Code Red, close the bridges! <laughs> You're telling me that if that happens, and two days later, the whole of Scotland is meant to be open for pubs, restaurants, that people who live in Glasgow, are they just going to travel out? This is when these, like, localised lockdowns... I mean, we are we are so far past the point, I think, now of anybody giving a fuck anymore. If they're going to start enforcing local, local lockdowns, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. If you are stuck within that quarantine zone in Leicester, um, come Thursday, when pubs in England reopen, there's absolutely no way in hell that you are staying put in the house for another three weeks. Absolutely no way. And also, what if you are a, you know, a small business in Leicester? You know, and you've been building up to that and then the decision's made that only your city and a part of your city has gone back into lockdown. It, it, it all seems as if it's getting a little bit mad and it feels as if it's all a little bit desperate now. I, I never even knew that that would be an option to have to have a, a localized lockdown. You know, closing off towns, closing off cities—absolute insanity. Imagine done that. Close the bridges. The Kingston bridges shut. Nobody comes in or it. I'm going to have to get through the tunnel for fuck's sake. Oh, well, Lester, good luck to you. But um, what I was going to go on to talk about was I—I I have seemed to have have disappeared down. Um, I, cannot, I, I I I suppose it's a question section on on Google which I've never really looked at before or or, or pretty much paid any attention. You know, sometimes people will type in and Google like, "How do I tie a bow tie? How do I make fucking uh fuck knows <laughs> my mind just went blank here. How do I make empire baskets? That kind of shit, right? You type stuff into Google and it gives you options, right? And what it'll do is um, it'll search uh, millions upon millions of uh, articles online and it'll give you the the snippet of the bit that relates to the question you've asked, right? But what I didn't also realise is, so it comes up under a section called People Also Ask and it'll give you a whole load of other questions. Now, what I didn't realise is if you click on one of those questions, after you come out of that, I'm not explaining this properly, am I? It then gives you further options of what people have asked for, right? So you, if you just keep clicking, you will get an insane list of how it goes off in Mad Tangents. Now, I actually was was doing um, some, some work for the tour for next year. And I was looking at um, cities, uh, sorry, towns within Scotland, particularly the Highlands, because I'd like to go north a bit more. And some of the stuff that's come up is absolutely... Spectacular! one of the ones I've noticed straight off where in Scotland is the ble- best place to live where in Scotland is the best place to live and it's absolutely blown my socks off to find out it's fucking where Aleph. and you're like what because I can tell you right now this is not the best place to live in Scotland apparently the best place to live in Scotland is Leith in Edinburgh now what in the name of actual Jesus Christ has happened to Scotland that Leith ...has been voted as the best place to live in Scotland. What the fuck is going on? How? Think of Leith. Think of its history. No, I mean, obviously, there's arguments there for the gentrification of Leith... ...and how the, how the city has turned its back on its residents. But that's another conversation for another day. Eh, I couldn't believe, honestly, Edinburgh's Leith has been crowned the best place to live in Scotland. Now, I know, there's no many, you know, places that stand out, right? You'll always get the odd one, of like, Dundee's great, and you go, fucking shut up, man. Just because you put a bit of grass on the front and build some fancy flats does not make it a good place to to live. But what I find interesting about the, the article that's here on Leith is that it it only show it only shows you the touristy bits. <laughs> like it shows you at the docks and it talks about Tom Kitchen's restaurant and it talks about Irvin Welsh just right here and fucking bloody blah and a gin distillery. Ugh. Not once does it talk about the junkies that hang about at the bottom Leaf Walk. Not once does it talk about the fucking weatherspins it's at the bottom of the walk which is absolute running battles doesn't talk about that but here we go best places to live in scotland leith number one cromarty in the highlands no idea dunblane number three dundee number four what a lord a nonsense elgin fifth ellie and ellsbury in fife was it sixth Thurth bungo seventh melrose eighth um monive in Dumfriesen Gallery, ninth and North Berwick, tenth. I mean would you would you out of that list, is there anywhere you'd want to live in that? That's ridiculous, man. But the the whole point in, in this was that as I started to click on this, the the amount of options that open up underneath it is unbelievable, right? So I have searched for uh small art centres in Scotland. The option it then gave me is where is the best place to live in Scotland? Underneath that, what is the most dangerous place to live in Scotland? Right? So these are obviously things that people have searched for. The Google groups this together. So somebody has gone from very quickly to going, Where where is the best place to live in Scotland? to you better you better search where is the most dangerous place to live in Scotland? And what is the most dangerous place to live in Scotland? It's Glasgow. <laughs> I mean I could have told you that without even opening it. It's Glasgow. Right? What I love is Glasgow, Edinburgh and the Highlands. Again, the Highlands. Which covers about fucking three-fifths of Scotland, right? That This is what I love about statistics that are UK government rather than Scottish government. Because they just fucking band in the Highlands as if it's one. But it's such a vast, vast part of land. It's insane. It's like when you go on websites and ask, like, region... And it's giving you like north of England, northwest of England, northwest, east of England, central England, the, the Midlands, the South Midlands, 50 different options for England, and then we get Scotland. <laughs> so, the most uh, dangerous place to live in Scotland, Glasgow, Edinburgh, and the Highlands, uh, with Glasgow topping uh, the three, um, which, which oddly was uh, there's a figure here of 2,618 casualties and 35 fatalities between 2018 and 2019. That's fuck all. 35 fatalities in Glasgow, that's not even one a week. What, what has happened to us? We've severely fucking let ourselves slip. So we have gone from um, best place to live to the most dangerous place to live, warmest place to live in Scotland, who's searching us, East Lothian. There you go. Uh, normally two degrees warmer in winter than anywhere else in Scotland. Um, but one of the things that I found quite interesting was Uh, let me just search down here, I'm just reading some of these questions, who searches for these things, most common crime in Scotland, are there there bears in Scotland, (laughs) are there bears in Scotland, now, that could be innocent, and someone, say, from the, the Americas, you know, one of our American cousins, like, I wonder if there's any bears up there in them highlands. Or this could be a few gentlemen from Brighton who are making their long journey north and are doing a quick Google search to see if there are any bears in Scotland. Um, Google can confirm that it is unlikely there were bears in medieval time, but that there may be bears in the Scottish Highlands. Who the fuck is us? Is Scotland a friendly, con- a friendly country? Uh, Scotland has been voted the most welcoming country by Rough Guide readers, and most violent. <laughs> this question: Can an English person move to Scotland? Moving to Scotland from England on benefits. Moving from Scotland. Moving to Scotland from England on benefits. It is possible to move to Scotland on benefits, providing you're a UK citizen. What? The Scottish benefit system shares many similarities with the English one because they're both managed by the UK government. What the fuck is this all about? Who who on earth is doing Google searches to see if you can move from England to Scotland on benefits? I tell you what, you fucking English benefit dodging bastard, you can fucking stay with you. I think you're moving up here to the beautiful Highlands. Now this is when it starts to take a twist because obviously this is when the American questions come in, right? Because it's things like, can Americans move to Scotland? How far is Scotland from America, right? So this is obviously a bunch of questions American Americans ask, right? So what is the most famous drink in Scotland? Obviously you get whiskey and then you said here iron brew. Iron brew can go fuck itself. I can sell out bastards. Um, what is Scotland's national dish? This is what I found interesting, right? Obviously, haggis. Described here... Um, by uh, Google as a savoury meat pudding. I beg your pardon. Um, Traditionally served with neeps and tatties and a whiskey sauce and then the one underneath that, which which jumped out at me, why is haggis illegal? Question mark. (laughs) Question mark. Why is haggis illegal? Um, I only know this because having travelled to America and spent some time in America and actually going to Highland Games in America, which was one of the Maddest experiences of my life that I know that haggis is illegal to import in America. So it says here in 1971, it became illegal to import haggis into the US from the UK, that should say Scotland, due to a ban on food containing sheep lung, which constitutes 10 to 15% of the traditional recipe. The ban encompasses all lungs as fluids such as stomach acid and flame may enter the lung during slaughter. So, there you go. It was banned because of it contains sheep lung. Now I imagine you get some haggis. Well, I was gonna say you get some haggis that doesn't have lung in it, but that's all part of the part of the awful that goes inside it. I know you get haggis obviously that don't that are no in the the, the sheep's stomach. You know, there's there's probably very few that actually still do that, it's traditional, because I mean, the ones you buy in the shop on it's a natural casing, um, but, this Highland Games man, absolutely fucking insanity, we were, so my dad used to live in Atlanta, right, Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, remarried, um, they were in Bolton at the time, his wife was American, and then one day they realised, what the fuck are we doing in Bolton, when we could be in Atlanta. so they moved back to Atlanta, And we went over, I went over to see him, went with two friends, stayed for about five weeks, went for a big trip, and uh, it was amazing, right, absolutely amazing. It it was great to be in a part of America that is not traditionally touristy, if that makes sense, right? So, Atlanta, you know, it, it was maybe best known for the uh, the olympics attempt uh, also the bomb that went off but it didn't have a big non-american tourism if that makes sense so a lot of americans would go to atlanta you'd see people there on vacation vacay but to have scottish people there blew their fucking minds and it was amazing right i generally i loved it i i've got a real love affair for america I, I I've always had this notion of living there. Uh I think I just I just think it's a great country. No. Don't get me wrong, it is also horrific everything that's going on some of the ways it deals with it. and I imagine if I lived there I would probably have a very different view on it. But again, as an outsider looking in, you see the good bits and whatnot and and a lot of the culture that I like, a lot of the comedy that I like at the moment it's coming from america um so i've always had this kind of attraction to it as a country and spending time there was was amazing and a friend of mine who was with um he had family in in north carolina um or was it south carolina one of the carolinas and we we set off in this in this trip um to to basically go up to see his family in, in north carolina i think it was and while we were there, I remember when we were driving, we saw these, I mean, huge, on the side of this hill, right? I mean, huge banners, posted insane, for this um, annual Highland Games it was on, right? And I remember thinking, how fucking mad is it that we have travelled from Scotland, where really outside of the Highlands, Maybe parts of the the West Coast in Ayrshire we we've no real interest in Highland Games, right? I I think I've maybe been to one Highland Games, and it may have been like when I was in the Scouts or something. So you were taken there, right? It was never a it was never a choice decision to make. And here are these Americans going fucking mad for this Highland Games. So we we rocked up. We 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 met up with a friend, and uh, he met up with uh, like family and a couple of other friends. And basically, there was there was a group of us, right? It was a small group and they were going to the Highland Games, and the thing is, they weren't going, like, ironically, right, they weren't going for a laugh, they were going, this, this was their fucking Super Bowl, like, this was, this was the big event, right, they weren't doing this for a sort of pissy, like, like, we would do, when we we'll go to the Highland Games, and fucking shout bad at the guy with the K to they were serious, like, get the beers in, get the food pack. we're going for the full fucking day and there's like bands on and when I say bands, I mean it's like fiddle music, right? It's like Highland music, Highland fling music and they were listening to it in the car, they had albums, they were asking all sorts of questions about Scotland. Now, I, it, it shocked me because I thought, right, maybe it's the fact that Americans seem to latch on to their family history and I don't know if it's because they feel as if they have no history of their own, they have no connection. Like, America's not a real country, in the sense that, you know, it was discovered, the people who were there were slaughtered, and then those from what would have been Central Europe came across and built this new country, this new America. So there probably isn't a person in America who can't trace their family back to another country in Europe, whether it be Ireland, whether it be Scotland, England, uh, big Germanic population there, French. So they'll all have that history. And I imagine if it's something like Scottish, if your ancestors or your family tree goes back to Scotland, that's maybe something you latch onto. I don't know, but it was our attitude towards it or my attitude towards it changed very quickly because when we were in the queue and 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 I'm serious, I, I mean a queue I'm talking like thousands of people queuing up to get in my attitude changed very quickly because they weren't this wasn't funny to them they weren't doing this to take the piss this was deadly serious this was genuine excitement in that crowd like they couldn't wait to get in they couldn't wait to you know get the food and, and and speak to people and see the kilts and and see everyone dressed up and and watch the highland dancing and watch the games and be involved in it they, they couldn't wait so my attitude changed because i was like this is all fucking nonsense and i'm going no no this is maybe this is how it feels to to feel as if you don't have a connection to something and maybe it's maybe it's maybe we're wrong maybe because we are you know, we live in Scotland. We, if we want that kind of thing, it's easy to access. Maybe we don't appreciate it as much. I don't know. But I remember we got to the front, and it was something ridiculous, like a hundred odd dollars each to get in, because you had the full day ticket and then you had the concert at night. And then I remember the woman saying, "Is like, just say for example, it was a hundred dollars." Right? She's like, "It's a hundred dollars each." i like, "What?" <laughs> Are you fucking joking us, hen? Like, I remember saying something like, but well, obviously we didn't swear at the woman, right, but we said something like, looking at each other as have to go, oh, I mean, we've came this far, right? We're going to have to do it now. We've just been stung. And she said to us, where are you? Where are you all from? Because obviously you can hear the accent. I'm like, Scotland. And she's like, oh my God, are you serious? If you came all the way from Scotland for these games? And there's a, there's a wee bit in your head that goes, play it cool, son. Let's... Let's see where this takes us. Now, if we just tell her that we've visited my dad and we're just visiting Carolina, maybe we don't, but we just say we were we were made aware of the games, which is not a lie, right? We were made aware of the games and we wanted to come down to see it for ourselves. She then radios somebody, and I'm not making this up, Radio somebody. They come in. We now get access to the Highland Games we are asked if we'd like to be judges during the Helen Games, to which we made up some story about uh, like we don't have the uh, I think somebody has said we've we've not got the clearance for the clan back home, mate. We wonder it's not acceptable for the uh, for us to represent the clan when we're uh, we're away from home. i going if you see the clan one more time, somebody's got to put a pillow on he head. but we we managed it once we were in. We just kind of distance ourselves from it. But it was amazing, it was absolutely amazing. We watched uh, part of the Highland Games, a wee guy ran past me with a can of Iron Brew, I almost fucking rugby tackled my ground. I, I remember getting a hold with the arm and went, where the fuck did you get that for? Now this is back early 2000s, right? Um, when Iron Brew was real Iron Brew as well. And uh, there was a stall, there was a guy selling it. And I remember phoning my dad and saying, you're not going to believe us. I'm at a Highland Games in North Carolina. He's like, you're right, I don't believe that. There's a guy here selling iron brew. And my, da- <laughs> my dad just went, buy as many cans as you can. <laughs> I remember saying guys like, mate, can I buy a case after you? Like 24 cans. And he went like, I can't, mate, I can't. Uh, he's like, if I've got any left at the end. Obviously, he's no Scottish. If I've got any left at the end, sir, I'll do you a deal. And I come back and he had a lot left. I, I often think... What 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 did the original Iron Brew t- like to someone who'd never drank it? Would they would they enjoy it? You know, it's just one of those things because you grew up on it. You're like, it's just this is just their drink, and then you got all those stories going. It's the only drink that outsells Coca Cola in the whole world, and you're like, fucking Viva La Scotland! So, but I often think if you if you are born in parts of England or abroad, if you were a foreigner. And you'd never tasted Iron Brew, and it was given to you the first time. Would you like it, or would you be disgusted by it? Uh, that was one of the best days ever, man. Honestly, it was a, it was a great day. Um, we, we managed to get some haggis there as well, and again, that's when I was talking to the guy, but and he's saying it's, it's illegal to bring up. He was actually from, um, I think he was fucking Falkirk or something like, that, but he was from Scotland. Um, still had that weird kind of American Scottish accent, which I which I've often found odd. Because I think no matter where I lived in the world, I'd still have this accent. You know? like Even if I moved now in, in my mid-thirties, there's no way the accent's changing. I'm still having this accent. You'd maybe slow down or, or speed up, depending on where you are, but you're, no, you're not changing your accent completely to talk to someone else. And it was him that was telling me that the he had a butcher uh, back home the who they'd set everything up and he, and he was going to start to import it. And uh, it it was you know, he found out it was banned and they couldn't bring it in and he tried different channels to do it and tried like buying out containers and fucking shipping stuff over and he's like it's no worth the hassle. Um and then he started to to make his own haggis um in the US and it, it was alright. It wasn't it wasn't as good as some of the stuff you get here. Um it was it was more crumbly. It was actually the text of a little white pudding or something like that. It was it was a bit odd. But um we took it and we thanked the man. And we we moved on, but it was a, that was a mental day. Even at night time when there was a concert, and it was I mean it was a full concert. Like it was in this kind of little, almost like a wee valley, so the the stage is kind of down, and then everybody's there's a bit of flat, and then everyone's kind of sitting around in these like embankments, and it was insane, man. It was it was mental to think that there is tens of thousands of people who are parting with a large sum of cash. To be part of something that they believe is their heritage. And they genuinely love it. They embrace it. You know? They love the music. They love the culture. And then you have people from that culture, from Scotland, who couldn't be fucking asked with it. Was an, it was an odd. It was a wonderful experience. It was a great day. Generally it generally was. I actually I did. I loved it. But it was a it was a it was a strange experience. You, I here's here's the best way to say it. I almost felt like a fraud, if that makes sense. I felt like I was like I shouldn't have been there. When I'm the when I'm probably one of the only actual Scottish people in the festival, but I felt as if I shouldn't be there because I am not not detracting from the day, but I am not. I don't appreciate this as much as these people do. It was but it was, it was a great day. And, um, smoked far too much dope that day as well. Stoned out my absolute box. That's the first time I smoked grass. I remember them saying, do you want me, you, you want a draw? That's like, fucking puff, puff, pass, my man. And then realising that it's no, the soap bar that I'm used to back home. And I was like, you guys not get soap bar here? What the fuck's soap bar, mate? <laughs> Stinking grass. It was like skunk. And I took one draw at this joint, it was just all grass, there was nothing else in it, and then whited everywhere. <laughs> that was my Highland Games experience. I got some haggis, a canine brew, and then I had a big fat meaty draw of my first whole grass joint. And then whited all behind this lassie's truck. And then I had to try and redeem myself as the as the man in the group by uh, sinking hundreds of beers, um, which we have done quite easily because again, understanding their culture, you know, when we share that, um, they drink these fucking what we call table beers. It's like two percent, three percent lager, and you're like, what is the fucking point in this? Highland Games man, it's many of the things that we get that we get on talk to in this show. It really is. There you go. Highland Games. If you ever find yourself in uh, North Carolina, I really need to try and find out the name of that Highland Games. Um, But Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Right. um, Team, I'm just looking at the timer. I have absolutely no idea how we have managed to ramble on for uh, an hour uh, without really talking about anything. So... uh, uh apologize. I mean I don't apologise. It's another episode in the bag, you know, and and I'm glad we've we've uh, we've got through another one. Um but I I generally I didn't realise the time there. Uh so we've, we've 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 I mean I've just fucking hit a rut here. We have had a lovely little chat for an hour. Um again I, I keep I keep I'm trying to get a bit more professional now with these uh, episodes and I'm actually starting to take notes so that I know what it is that we're going to talk about, and and to try and stop me going off in tangents, and then somehow we've ended up spending the hour talking about uh about people shitting in Balmoral and the Highland Games, and um neither of those two things were even on the list. Um, I wanted to talk to you about Anthony Bourdain. Um, I've been watching a lot more of his programs recently. A wonderful man. Um, and I wanted to talk about him. Um, I wanted to talk about Persia as well. You're going what? Hi, Persia. Watch a show about Persia. Very interesting. Um, but we, we don't have time because we're over the hour. So we'll we'll need to move then on to the, uh, the Patreon episode on the Friday. Um, as always, if you haven't joined the, the Patreon, then please um, please do so. Please do it. It's the best way to support the show. Um, and it will also get you access to a whole load of extra content. So not only are you giving something um, by uh, becoming a Patreon and supporting the show you will get arguably even more back you get one extra episode every single week so that's two episodes a week eight a month you'll also get all the comedy albums that are on there there's another album that's also been edited it's going to drop very soon and if you sign up to the patreon now you will be able to watch my first ever stand-up comedy show and um, the kids call it a special it still feels a bit weird saying that because all of my shows are special Yes, they are. This is the recording of Life After Death, which was the show that I won the Edinburgh Comedy Award for, Best Newcomer, uh, first Scottish comedian in history to win that. Um, and that video, uh, the full show, is available now to all of the patrons on Padre So sign up now. You can do that for as little as $5, uh, and you'll get access to that and all of the other comedy albums and goodies that are already on there. Five dollars. What's that? £3.20 or something. I mean, that's fuck all, is it? It's like a latte. It's not even... I was going to say it's a large latte in Starbucks. You wouldn't even get that for a fucking... You wouldn't even get that. You get it Starbucks, but like, can I get a large latte? And they're £7.40. Like, you be like, I could have signed up to Gibbo's Patreon twice by now. So, sign up. Go to the website, click the links, or go to patreon.com forward slash bigscottgibson. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash bigscottgibson. Do that, enjoy the show, watch it, listen to the comedy albums, and then every single Friday you will get an extra Patreon episode only uh, that drops on there as well right as always thank you for listening thank you for supporting the show please do share it on your social medias uh subscribe to the podcast however you get your podcast uh whatever podcast player you get it from uh remember the quarantine quiz is still going as we are sadly still in quarantine in scotland so uh every wednesday eight thirty p.m on the facebook page uh hopefully you can join us for that but yes thank you for listening thank you for subscribing thanks for supporting the show Um, Please do join the Patreon and uh, enjoy the stand-up special that is on there uh, right now as you listen to this. Look after yourself, team. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. Wash your hands and your arsehole, as always. And hopefully soon, I will see you on a battlefield. Onwards.